0: All right, so this is our first Year 12 PDHBE Core 2 video looking at the next critical question, which is, how can nutrition and recovery strategies affect performance? So the first dot point that we're going to cover in today's video is looking at nutritional considerations. So on the left-hand side of the syllabus, we've got nutritional considerations that we're going to look at include pre-performance considerations, including carbohydrate loading and what that is, during performance considerations and post-performance considerations, so basically the things that the athletes need to eat before their performance, during their performance and after their performance to maximise their performance and recovery. On the right hand side of the syllabus, you need to apply this information by comparing the dietary requirements of athletes in different sports, considering their pre, during and post performance needs. And I have included that in your notes and I will do so also in this video. Let's go. All right, so before we get into the dashes underneath nutritional considerations, I need to go through sort of like a nutritional 101 to make sure that everyone knows what all this stuff is. Because a lot of you will Know this already, depending on your own interests and what subjects you chose in your early years. And some of you, this may be the first time you're hearing it, but it's important to understand so that you can uh, answer your questions in a more detailed manner. So, first of all, the reason that we look at diet uh, nutritional considerations is for two reasons. The athlete's diet needs to support their performance. So, whatever the athlete is doing, whether it's playing a team sport or going for a marathon run or they're you know lifting weights, whatever their diet needs to ensure that when they perform, so when they are actually doing their activity, they don't run out of energy early, okay? So that's what I mean by supporting performance. So when they go to perform, the reason that they have a good performance or more likely so, the reason they don't have a bad performance can't be related to their diet, all right? So we need to make sure the diet's in check. And the second one is that the diet needs to assist recovery. So after performance or after training, the athlete rule, go through a recovery phase before their next performance. All right? So we need to make sure that the athlete is getting enough um, macronutrients to ensure, and the right combination of macronutrients to ensure that they recover well, so that they can then perform again at their optimum level. So, and there's like this nice little cycle that goes through um, with pre, pre-performance, post-performance, and then post-performance turns into your next pre-performance, et cetera, et cetera. So moving on, we've got three macronutrients that we need to talk about. And I'm hoping you all know these, but if you don't, that's cool, we're gonna go through them now. I'll stand on this side, so, whoop, just now fell over, it's all good. I'll stand on this side, so that, because there's nothing here. So macronutrients, our first one, and probably the most important one for energy reasons, is carbohydrates, okay? So carbohydrates um, are stored as glycogen in muscles, so skeletal muscle, and also in the liver, a little bit in the liver. You should know from the work that we've already done on energy systems, that carbohydrate and glycogen is used directly for creating ATP um, in our lactic acid system and our aerobic system. Carbohydrates come in many different forms. Like you can think of 20 different carbohydrate containing foods. Most of the stuff that you eat on a daily basis will be carbohydrate based. um, And they can be uh, classified in one of two ways, either complex or low GI or simple or high GI. Okay. And the difference between a complex and low GI carbohydrate or a simple and high GI carbohydrate is mainly based around the fiber content, okay? So foods that have more fiber, and fiber is very good for you, will bring down the GI. So GI is basically a reference to how fast the carbohydrate is digested, okay? So and GI being gastrointestinal. Foods that have more fiber take longer to digest, so therefore when you eat them, Um, your body has to go through a very complex process to turn the carbohydrate into glycogen. So it takes a while, hence complex. Other foods which have low amounts of fiber or no fiber at all, are very simple for your body to absorb, transfer into um, glycogen, and therefore they are classed as simple or high GI foods. And they both have a place in in an athlete's diet, okay? So one isn't necessarily bad or worse than the other. So complex or low um, GI carbohydrates, which you would be aware of, are uh, carbohydrates. We have higher fiber content, such as brown bread, brown rice, pasta. I would have said brown pasta, but I was just trying to get off the brown track. Um, pasta is sort of in the middle, but we'll just we'll lump it together with complex low GI, okay? Or simple, simple carbohydrates, such as white rice, white bread, and the most obvious one being sugar. Right? those things have no fiber. Therefore, when you eat them, your body is able to transfer them into energy very quickly. The last thing about carbohydrates is that you need to understand that the body can only hold, but depending on like how big you are and how much you weigh and how much muscle you're carrying, somewhere between 300 and 500 grams of glycogen, okay? Um, so there really is no point in eating more than that um, on a daily basis, unless you're doing a certain strategy, which we'll talk about soon. Um, but also if you're trying to maximize your performance and you're eating significantly less than this, then you're probably not allowing your body the best chance it has to perform optimally and recover um, as well as it can. So that's our breakdown in carbohydrates. So I'll rub it all off and we'll go through proteins, fats, hydration, and then we'll actually get into the dash points related to the video or the dot point I should say. Yeah, it's gonna be a long one. All right, so the rest of our macronutrients, so our next one is going to be protein. So protein is, I can give you more, there's more detail in your class notes than this, right? But Essentially, uh, protein that you eat is made up of a whole chain of amino acids, okay? When you eat the protein and when you consume protein, your body will then break down into uh, the amino acids that it comes from and then it will use those depending on the function that it needs to. Protein's main responsibility in the body is to repair soft tissue, okay? So not only like things like your skin, you know, eyes, hair, all that kind of stuff is, is made from protein, but also if you're looking at athletes who are using their skeletal muscle, these small micro tears that occur in their muscles um, from training and then from doing a performance, that needs to be repaired. Um, and it can only be done so from protein. If an athlete is not consuming adequate protein, your body will then take protein from another spot on its body to then repair the damaged tissue. And then you can see how that's actually not gonna be very beneficial at all. Because protein is essential for repairing um, the body and the soft tissues after a performance, it therefore is very important for enhancing recovery because as long as you're consuming adequate protein and you're resting enough, then the athlete should be able to then perform again within 24 to 48 hours, depending on the, the amount of damage they've done Etc. Etc. Importantly, most athletes will not need more than 1.6 grams per kilogram every day of protein consumption. Okay, most athletes will get away with just a gram a gram a day. So, if you're a 70 kilo athlete consuming more than 70 kilos of protein most of the time, isn't going to be very beneficial unless you're trying to like build skeletal muscle, and if you're trying to build skeletal muscle, which different athletes will do, um, then most of the time providing a natural, consuming more than 1.6 grams per kilogram per day has been shown to be ineffective. So like just slamming down protein shakes is actually not effective. So a 70 kilo individual, for example, as long as they're consuming around 130, f- um, no, it'd be less than that about 115 grams of protein, which isn't a lot at all, a day, then they're getting enough to actually build muscle. Examples of protein sources, so meat, nuts and and legumes, like beans and things, and some vegetables, but they're they're very small amounts, so you wouldn't try and get your 100 grams of protein a day from eating nuts, you'd end up consuming thousands of nuts. Dairy is an excellent source of protein Um, and obviously then protein shakes or what they're actually called is whey shakes and whey is basically just the protein component of milk. So to make a whey shake, they get the milk, they, you know, cycle it through in a big cylinder and they, they filter it and then they basically pull, extract the protein out and then leave the rest of the stuff behind and that's how you get whey. So that's protein. The third macronutrient is fats. So fats are essential for hormonal production in the body, Um, central nervous system signaling, okay, and energy for aerobic activity, but it's not as efficient as glycogen, which we've already covered in our um, energy systems video. So all athletes need to consume enough carbohydrates, protein, and fats, all right? Fats and protein are basically based on a needs basis in the fact that you need enough protein to repair and recover. You need enough fat to make sure your bodily functions are working correctly. And then the rest of it, you'll just make up from carbohydrates, okay? The last one which needs to mention here is hydration. Now, I know we covered this in first aid, but we're, um, I'll go through, oh, sorry, sports med, but I'll go through it again. So hydration, remember athletes should be urinating with a pale straw color. So not like purely clear, but certainly not any darker shades um, than pale straw. So having two or three urinations, pale straw colored means that the athlete will be hydrated and hydration is essential for optimum blood flow around the body. And then obviously we know that um, that's how our nutrients get delivered to our skeletal muscles. So because we've got optimum blood flow, we should have optimum nutrient transport and general other bodily functions. So there are macronutrients and now we will get into the first dash. So first dot point being pre-performance, uh, including carbohydrate loading, which is what we'll talk about on this screen. So that's your dot point, that's your dash there. So first of all, we need to ensure that the athletes have full muscle glycogen for their performance. So that doesn't mean that your muscle glycogen level is at that, those numbers I was talking about before, so like between 300 and 500 grams holding it, because it depends on your performance. For example, a marathon runner would need a lot more muscle glycogen than like an Olympic lifter, right? One of them is going to be using their aerobic and lactic acid system a lot for an extended duration. So they need lots of glycogen. Whereas the Olympic lifter is probably going to be using mainly their ATP PC and maybe a little bit of lactic acid. So they're not gonna need as much carbohydrates, right? So that's why it is performance dependent and you should write that down in your books. All athletes need to ensure that they are adequately hydrated and all athletes should probably just have some proteins in their system. Now, it doesn't mean that they like slam a shake just before they go for their performance, but maybe like the morning of, or definitely the night before, they've had some type, some source of protein. So that they've just got some amino acids there ready to go. As soon as the damage starts hitting, they can start the recovery process, even though they're still um, performing. Now, specifically, I need to mention carbohydrate loading or carb loading as it's known. All right, so carb loading is simply consuming a high carb diet, I mean, When I say high carb, I mean 500 grams plus daily of carbohydrates for two to three days prior to specifically our endurance events, okay? To saturate glycogen stores. So this is going to ensure that whatever the amount is that your body can hold at at its maximum level is done. Because if you're about to run for 42 kilometers, you wanna make sure you have the most um, available energy possible so that you don't fatigue early. So that's carb loading. And it's very important for endurance athletes. And if you're asked a question on pre-performance and endurance athletes, you need to mention carb loading. It's also very irrelevant for shorter um, events such as you know, Olympic lifting and sprinting. They're not going to benefit really from carb loading. So specific examples here, if you're a team sports player, you just simply probably need to have um, like a higher than normal carbohydrate intake, depending on how long your sport um, runs for, normal amounts of proteins and fats. If you're a strength type athlete, pre-performance, you just need just a normal diet, normal carbs, normal protein, normal fats, all right? So obviously a lot of people think, oh, is really important for strength athletes, and it is, but pre, not so much. It's more important later. Our endurance athlete, though, is going to have a super high carb diet to the point where they might carb load, um, and most elite athletes will carb load. Normal amounts of protein, And to compensate for consuming extra carbohydrates, they will probably eat less fats. So this is, if we had to say this was, you know, the 24 to 48 hours prior to event, there we go, 24, 48 hours prior to event, these are the types of things you do. And then immediately pre-performance. So let's say your event starts at 2 p.m. So now at like, somewhere between 12 and 2 p.m. This is the type of stuff that we need to make sure we've got dialed in. All athletes immediate pre-performance, they need to make sure they've had two or three, you know, pale straw urinations to ensure that their body is hydrated. If they just do one pale straw urination um, just before their event, but the rest of them have not been of that quality or that um, color, that's not actually ensuring they're hydrated. It might just mean that they just drank a whole bunch of water and their body got rid of it really quickly. So that could be a bad sign. So two to three will ensure that they are adequately hydrated. And the other thing is that all athletes immediately pre-performance may want to, um, more importantly for our uh, team sports and our marathon and endurance athletes, but you may want to top up your glycogen stores via some simple carbohydrates, okay? Such as red frogs, carb gels that you can buy from Rebel Sport and stuff like that, etc. okay? So you've just got some, carb- some glycogen sitting in your body, um, one to top up the stores in case you've used or any already before you carb loaded or two it's in your bloodstream so that it will be used or it will replace what's used pretty much immediately so that's our pre-performance uh nutritional needs including carbohydrate loading So our next dash is looking at during performance. So what are athletes going to consume during their actual activity to maximize their performance? So if the activity overall is less than 60 minutes, okay, so think of any type of short course athletic event, you know, any type of sprinting, if it's a swimmer and they're just going in one or two races, that kind of stuff, um, an Olympic lifter, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Those type of people providing their pre nutrition, the previous um screen that I went through is adequate, no real nutrition is necessary or required to improve their performance and it won't improve their performance other than being hydrated, okay? So if you remember the rule 150 mils of water or electrolytes per 15 minutes of activity, depending on like the heat, obviously if it's super hot, you're gonna increase that level, but consuming that amount um, for continuous activity is really all that's needed. If it's going to help mentally, You can consume some red frogs or carbohydrate gels, but physiologically, it's not going to really provide any benefit for short events. However, when we get to 60 minutes or longer, things change. So now we're talking about most team sport athletes, um, most repeat athletes. So for example, if you're athletics and in the same day, you're doing the 100, 200, 400, 800, or if you're a swimmer and you're at a swim meet all day and you've got like four or five races over a period of time, um, or if you're obviously a marathon runner who's just doing a continuous bout of exercise for 60 minutes or longer, then we need to look at our during performance nutrition. So the obvious one, once again, is hydrate. It is the most important, 150 mils per 15 minutes. It is probably advantageous to start adding electrolytes into that electrolytes are sodium, potassium, all that kind of stuff to keep um, mineral balance. Um, Common example of being Powerade or Gatorade or whatever you want to put there. And the other big difference is that red frogs and carbohydrate gels, as opposed to up here, not really providing any difference, is that they will actually start to improve your performance or help you maintain performance. Because what's happening is as you're using your lactic acid in your aerobic system, you're burning through um, stored glycogen from your pre-workout you wanna start topping that up as you exercise so that you don't hit an empty tank sooner. So imagine imagine a car and instead of filling the car up, which is what we do pre-performance, and then the car just drives, all right? And then the car gets empty and they can't go any further. Imagine that we have like a portable petrol station that follows the car along. And every now and then you're just putting a little bit more back in the tank, a little bit more back in the tank, okay? And that's what red frogs and carb gels are designed to do um, to replenish the used glycogen. Now eventually you're going to get to a point where, like you can't just run forever, okay? Fitness does um, take over at some point, but by consuming carbohydrates and um, more specifically glycogen in a very simple form, so simple carbohydrates, um, is going to keep that tank topped up so that the um, endurance athletes can exercise for a longer period before they experience fatigue. So that's during performance. Post-performance, the aim of the game here is recovery. If the athlete cannot repair and recover their body to the state that it was pre-performance or even improving what it was pre-performance, then they failed in this step, okay? So the first thing, same as the first thing in every other step is to hydrate. Make sure that the athlete is properly hydrated. But now instead, because we're not exercising anymore, we base it off the guideline of 1.5 liters per kilogram of weight loss during the activity and athletes should probably put some electrolytes into that hydration as well. Immediately post-exercise or post-performance, we wanna consume some simple carbohydrates. Now, depending on the length of the performance and depending on the size of the athlete, it's gonna be somewhere in the ballpark between 30 grams and 100 grams immediately post-performance. And remember, this is simple carbs, so we're not sitting down for a big bowl of pasta. We want something like, like a carb gel, or like um, a dextrose or a maltodextrin powder, which is basically just sugar, straight away, all right? Then over the next 24, 48 hours, we want to consume a diet high in complex carbohydrates to ensure that all of our glycogen stores are topped up. Now, this isn't like carb loading levels. This is just a higher carbohydrates um, over the next 24, 48 hours. Um, Our protein intake needs to be adequate so we probably want to have 30 grams or 50, um, between 30 and 50 grams immediately, depending on whether you're like endurance or strength, or once again how strenuous the activity is. Um, then we want to focus on hitting that 1 gram to 1.6 grams per kilogram um, each day over the next 24-48 hours. The last thing you need to realise, and I did mention it earlier in this video, is that this post-performance nutrition then moves into the pre-performance nutrition for the next performance. So Once we've done these immediate things, we can then sort of just basically switch over to doing pre-performance nutrition again, which is basically consuming that adequate diet. And then if you're going to do a long endurance marathon event, you probably want to look at carb loading again. So specific examples here, (laughs) all athletes should consume simple carbohydrates immediately after their workout, whether you're strength, team sport or endurance. Okay, all of you, sugar, get it to replenish glycogen stores that you have been used, that have been used in performance and start the recovery process. Endurance athletes specifically will consume just adequate amounts of protein over the 24 hours. So we're looking at this like one gram ish here, but you don't really need to remember these numbers, but anyway, strength and team sport athletes probably wanna look at consuming the higher level of protein over the next 24 um, to 48 hours. So like 1.6 grams a kilogram, depending on how much muscle damage they've done, right? Immediately post-workout, I do have it down there, but I'll put it here again for you. This is the recommended thing that I do want you to remember and write about in your answers, is that you should consume, all athletes should consume somewhere between a four to one ratio of carbohydrates to protein to ensure that they are starting the recovery process in a great spot. It's a four to one ratio of carbs to protein. So the common example, which is really easy to remember, 100 grams of carbs, 25 grams of protein, all right? If every athlete did that after every performance, um, then they're in a really good spot to start the recovery process, they're in a really good spot to replenish their carbohydrates that they have consumed during their activity, and then they're in a really good spot to then start their um, pre-performance nutrition for the next event. Yeah, that was a big video, but that is nutritional considerations. Thanks, bye.